Regular Features, Regular Features, the podcast that is the same every week. Regular Features, Regular Features, they will give you the bee name that you seek. Hello, you silly baby dragons. I'm Kelvin McKenzie, and have I got a barrel full of barracudas for you today, oh, you silly little booby birds. I'm the presenter of Regular Features, a podcast by five yummy little pop-tarts who just want to do their nice, goofy business in the sides of your head. It's the podcast that's the same every week, so you know what I'm going to say next. That's right. That's right is what I say next every week. That's right. That's right. That's right is what I say next every week. It's what I say next every week. Oh, I'm so silly. Let's get on with it. On the shorter side of this scaling right angle triangle, weighing in at three centimeters, he's hot, he's Steve, he's recently bereaved. But what have you got for his hoggity, you hunk hunk chub change? <laughs> this week, I've been to an optometrician's, and she scratched my eye. Well, thanks, Steve, you bottomless pot of hand cream, you. And now, meeting Steve at the perpendicular angle and representing the legislative branch of regular features, stretching all of four centimeters long in his feathered cap, it's friend of the show and regular guest star, Matt Lees. <laughs> hey, hello! I feel what have re- you got? Oh, hi, Matt! Hello! What have you got for us, my buddy, my pal, my tiny private dancer, my Rogers and Hammerstein, my kooky little Thunderbird 2? Tell me what you got. I've been Roger Hammerstein, and I've been getting ripped off by a stranger on the internet, and it's time for me to Martin Lewis myself out of this situation. Nice. Sounds so good. I can't wait to clap eyes and ears on it. It's pretty inaccurate. inaccurate, It's a pretty inaccurate description of my feature, but... But we've done it now. Well, we'll we'll haul you in front of the court of appeal if you have do not live up to your contractual promises in the preamble. And reclining at a decadent angle, it's the wretched hypotenuse himself. At five centimeters long, he's no longer than he needs to be, which is more than can be said for his features. It's log. What have you got, log? I'll be um, looking into a fridge. Oh, that sounds great. And like every week, I'll be going into a kebab shop and throwing darts at the doner meat until they give me a free samosa. See you later, boys! I feel like I had a real log moment the other day when I, I suddenly found myself looking at, like... Garmin watches and being like, yeah, maybe I need a smartwatch with a like a pulse tracker. And I saw it was like, oh, it, oh, it tracks how you know. It said it like, had a hydration tracker, so make sure you drink enough water. And then I was just like, I was so close to just clicking buy, buy, send me this two hundred pound yeah. watch. And then had a moment where I stopped and I was like, hang on a minute, how does it check the hydration in your in your body? And actually, it's just like you tell it how much water you want to drink every day, and then every time you drink a glass of water, you tell it. And it's like, well, I'm not going to fucking do that, am I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's an egg timer. <laughs> it's like, unless it is literally just a button on my wrist that has a big picture of a water drop on it that I hit like I'm a quiz contestant. Every time you raise your hand in a drinking motion, it goes, is that water? And you go, you have to tell it yes or no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and as you check your watch, you spill the water on the ground. <laughs> oh, no. Tells you on your watch how much water you spilled today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, live, yeah, uh, and the, but I realised after this, I was like, "What has brought me into this strange 
flight of fancy of almost just uh, just buying a 200 pound piece of technology related loosely to fitness i know what is it filling a hole in your heart that's right it's filling yeah. a hole in my heart. Ten point. You're, you're sad, and that will help. <laughs> I, I, I found myself onto that because I discovered the Garmin uh, put it around your chest heart rate monitor that Log left in my house like three years oh, ago. Oh, that's where that is. <laughs> you, I told you, and you were like, "Oh, just keep it. I'll get another one." And then I was like, "Oh, I've still got that." And I was like, then I was like, "Oh, so I realised it's like a cursed object. Every time I find it in a drawer and look at it." It leads me online to buy things I don't need. But put I looked on, online. Put me on, 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 it says. Yeah, the telltale heart monitor. <laughs> I haven't got any technology I can sink you with. You won't do anything. You'll just be underneath my nipples. Oh. Um, <laughs> that sounds like me in bed uh, with someone. <laughs> I, I mean, I, like, I looked online. That I didn't realise it's worth fucking like 60 grand. Do you want me to post it, you mate? If you can use it, like... If you wonder where it gone to, it will fit in a j- tiny jiffy bag. I'll just send it you. Yes, yeah, so pop it in a jiffy and right. scoot it over. I'll have that. I bag. will do. Good. Can you imagine like- if when it arrived, Log, it had sensed a heartbeat on the way. And it just r- jumped onto my chest. <laughs> so I've missed that sweet, sweet rhythm. So did you get a, a watch, Matt? Did you get any sort of nah, fancy watch? I thought about it, but I don't know. I just sort of feel like in a way, I like the idea of having a watch for like running, especially the ones that you got that you can have the music download onto as well via Spotify. Yeah. So you can just go for a run without anything, without anything else. Mm-hmm. Without having to have your phone in one of them ridiculous armbands that make well, you feel like a nana. I've got some shorts that have zips on them, but I do have to wear those, my special shorts, which is bouncing against like your leg and the weight pulls your trousers down and then you're yeah. running with your winkle out, yeah. tripping then, up over yourself. Matt just said he has to wear special shorts when he runs. <laughs> exactly, right? What? Why? Because they've got zippy pockets so I can put my oh, phone in I thought in it was because... You have a giant <laughs> penis. <laughs> no, Steve, nothing, that's unrelated. <laughs> nothing, nothing a bit of gaffer tape won't fix. <laughs> well, that's it. If I got one of these watches, then basically I could just gaffer tape it to my leg and then just run around naked with a watch on. It's called um, it sellotape, but you call it gaffer tape because you call your cock the gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of truths coming out tonight. <laughs> Ooh, squirty, squirty. You squirty, birty. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You dirty, birty. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve's got a new pair of glasses. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm wearing a new pair of glasses. You're, you're a right Harry Potter-looking motherfucker right now, my boy. <laughs> I've got big round frames. They are very in. They're very trendy. And the lady looked at my face and said, you'll need a large pair of glasses. I was like, well, thank you. I do <laughs> Those have... Those saucer-like eyes in your moon head. <laughs> <laughs> For your big face. <laughs> but before I could get the glasses, I had to have an eye test. This is a test they give you to check you've got eyes just throw a ball at you in the courtroom and he says he's lying he's not blind at all i so to set the scene this was the hottest day of the year one of the weekends of july and we've been traipsing around town doing all sorts of business and i went into the eye testing but you know i don't know about you but 
I don't start sweating until I stop moving and then <laughs> I just become instantly sodden. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, like- it's like you build up. It's like charging a, a shot in a game. Yeah. It's like the faster you walk, you don't sweat, but then it's you, the fucking full blast. In my mind, it's like, it's like that noise when big lorries break after they finish breaking, that kind of like... I was, I was sitting in the, in the optometrist's chair and uh, there was literally sweat pouring down my face and I couldn't see the, the letters on the board because I was sweating so much. So I had to keep like padding, get like getting paper towels and stuff. And I was apologizing to the nice lady. And she said, oh, don't worry. I've seen it all before. And I was like, well, wasn't, that's not the correct reaction to what I'm doing. Obviously, I haven't just I haven't just shat in the chair. Yeah, that's it. It's not like you've got your cock out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen it all before. We've all, we've all got sweat. <laughs> you can't shock me, you wet bastard. We're all born with one. <laughs> she told me to... Uh, so. Bef- like I, I did the test with my contact lenses in first, and then she says, "Right, take your contact lenses out." Went into the, went into the little bathroom, took my contacts out, sat down, started doing the test again. And it's the classic thing in an eye test when they say, "Number one, this is ASMR." I was going to say, one, "I'm, I'm having a great number time." Number two, number one. Or number two. I've done a shit. <laughs> I've shattered the chair, love. <laughs> You've seen um, it all before. <laughs> I was finding it really difficult to tell which one was clearer. And I kept getting the answer apparently wrong because she would just go, oh, are you sure? <laughs> and it took ages. There was a good 10 minutes of number one, number two, number one, number two. Not shitting or pissing in the chair. These are the numbers of the lenses that she was testing. I've never felt like I've failed an eye test before. <laughs> and she said, no, it's fine. It's, it's just that your prescription has... You can't have glasses because you failed the test. <laughs> yeah, you got an F. <laughs> We're going to have to take your eyes off you. Um, she said, what, 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 the reason why she was he- hesitating so much was that my prescription hasn't changed in 10 years. Which wow. she said was unheard of. She didn't say that, but she implied it with her eyes, which I couldn't wow. see because I wasn't wearing my contacts. <laughs> so it's, it's almost like you've not got bad eyes. You've just got eyes that are calibrated differently. And maybe yeah. they've always been like that. And they're not degrading. They're just, they're just wired up different. They're the one universal constant. Exactly. You can measure, yeah, everyone else's eyes should be measured by my eyes, plus or minus. <laughs> so my eyes are plus 2.5 and plus 2.75. I think they should be zero. And everyone else's <laughs> yeah. eyes should be measured minus. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm just a classic minus 2.5, minus 2.75. You know, just that, that would be the new phrase for 2020 vision, I think. Exactly. Keep your, just keep your eyeballs in a, in a room in a... In Paris, which is <laughs> in a vacuum jar. <laughs> I got really excited about eye stuff the other day because I was reading about tetrachromats and about like you know some people being able to see with four cones, so you can see more colours. And yeah. I was looking at all these online uh, tests you can do. So they've like, got check. an alpha one. <laughs> yeah, <of> transparency. <laughs> yeah, like, I can see transparency layers. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I think all the online tests for it are bollocks. But basically, I was getting a bit defensive about it because. Um, I have arguments with Emma a lot about my jacket that I've got. I've got a red jacket and she thinks it's orange and I think it's red and it's sort of an ongoing joke that like we try and get the other person to admit that it's the colour that we think it is. And anyway, yeah, I was like, what if I can see more colours than she can? 
and mm. that's why. Or vice versa. Maybe I literally yeah. can't see. <laughs> why color. did you jump to that conclusion? No, I didn't. I just said that one first. <laughs> what if I'm amazing? <laughs> <laughs> that would explain everything. Could, could it be? Uh, no, but that was it. I was like, I was like, basically, it was more like I got excited at the prospect of having a, a permanent win, but then immediately afterwards, my brain went, "Oh, but hang on, you fool! It could be the opposite. This could be the mm. nail in the coffin." You never want to let your girlfriend know that she's got more cones than you but no i could never i'd never live it down but also you know she's not she's keep pointing out colors it's like can you see that color no of course you can't sorry i call that orange <laughs> and you can't see it i got really carried away and just i was so tired and i was just on my phone and i was like found a, a test that i thought was a tetrachromat test and i thought was like you know and then basically i had to line up all these different colors in order and was doing all the stuff on my phone and then did it and i like it's a bit tricky in some places but then I did it and pressed the button at the end and it's like zero and I was like <gasps> and it's like zero is the perfect score and I was like oh my god oh my god I've got super eyes and I got so excited and I was about to like massively lord it over until I realised that actually I was taking an eye deficiency test <laughs> and it was literally just like congratulations Matt you spent 15 minutes uh, doing a test that has now confirmed that there is nothing wrong with your Ability to see colours. Anyway, this woman started shining a light into my eye, which they do at the end to test my eye health, measuring the pressure of my eye, which I always feel is strange. Like your eye's a football that's been pumped up, and it could be low pressure, so it gets deflated. So mm-hmm. it would just slink out of your eyeball socket uh, if it goes down too much. Uh, I'm solidarity with anyone listening to this like myself who is now remembering that your eye is a weird fleshy ball in your head I'm touching my through Long my eyelids poking his eyes <laughs> and then she gasped I said that's not a very good sound <laughs> to which she replied did, did you definitely you took you did take your contact lenses out didn't you yes because I ca- well, for one I definitely did I remember seeing them in my hand when I took them out and then I also can't see anymore so they're definitely not in my eye have you got a second pair of contact lenses underneath that make your eyeballs bad? She said to me, you still have a contact lens in your eye. Gee. What? How? How do I have another contact lens in my eye? That, that contact lens must have been stuck in my eye for weeks, or if not months. Or Since you were born. Yeah. And she started trying to get it out. Oh, my her, God. With her thumb. <laughs> like, scraping at my eye and I'm like <laughs> she's like are you feeling that it's like yes I'm fucking feeling it <laughs> you're fucking scraping with your <laughs> fucking witch's thumbnail <laughs> she was wearing a pair of gloves which didn't oh. make it any better driving gloves right <laughs> a falconing glove <laughs> flicking it just flicking your pupil <laughs> she was going like, she was probably going to town on it she was getting it from both sides trying to squeeze it and get it oh god it's she's like- popping your fucking eyeball like a zit <laughs> Eventually, she's like, I, I don't know. Like, It looks like you have a contact lens in there, but I can't make it move. How often do you wear your contact lenses? And I say, oh, every day. I wear contact lenses every single day. And she said, what's happened is your contact lenses have made an imprint on your eye. Like when you take your socks off and you have that ring where the socks have been around your, oh, your leg. Yeah, yeah. That's what they were doing to my eye. Oh, what? So when I took my contact lens out, there was like a contact lens-shaped divot in my eye. Did your, it, did, was your eye steadily snap back into place over the course of the day? So. 
That's why I'm wearing glasses right now because I haven't yeah. worn a contact lens. Well, you should wear glasses. You look lush in Yeah, you look fucking Thank cool. You. I've got my little Hydrasan eye drops now. I'm Hydrasanning my eyes. Um, You're going to have to like, sand them off to get them smooth again. I just hope that they, they just sort of just replenish after a while. Well, yeah, I, they probably will. They probably will. It's not like your gums. Well, I, I hate that when you go to a dentist and they've got like, obviously, they say, yeah, obviously your gums are receding because you've brushed them too much. And you're like, oh, well, what can I do about that? And they're like, nothing. Nothing. That's it for guns. That's just your face forever now. And you're like, what? More teeth, more teeth for you. Thank goodness there's only such thing as receding gums and not proceeding gums. That's true. Imagine if your gums started growing and they kept, they've... Oh my Jesus. If you, and you had to slice the bottom layer off with a knife and push it Fucking back hell. up. We need to put a warning on this episode. <laughs> this, oh. is, this is unbelievable. <laughs> This is giving is me bit, nightmares yeah. and I'm not even asleep yet. Yeah. Maybe we'll put this feature at the end. Body horror. Body horror <laughs> episode. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Surrendous. Somebody once told me my gums will keep on growing. I need the sharpest tool in the shed to trim off my excess gums before my teeth are overrun. I've got gums growing up to my forehead. Well, your gums start growing and they don't stop growing. Take over your mouth and your teeth stop showing. Didn't make sense and it ain't much fun. Your brain gets smart but your head gets gum. Shall I do my feature then? Do we need to do anything? No, it's all me reading this one. Oh, lovely. <clears throat> now because I'm lazy, just because I love, I just love to listen. I love to listen <laughs> to your features, they're so good. Oh God. <laughs> Here we go. No, Pressure's on then, eh? Here we go. Here we go. Gonna be good. Right, I know it's Floor's time. Floor's yours, for... Log. Thank you. I will take it from here, Steve, it's because it's time for my regular feature, which is this week I have looked into a fridge. And yes, this is a true story. It's mostly absolutely factual, so I'm going to have to put on a voice. It's boring. My Alan Bennett voice. Let's have my feature. Switching to Alan Bennett mode. One of my default things to do in the house, one of my primal domestic urges, is to open the fridge and have a look. I don't do it because I'm hungry, and I'm not considering what we've got in and how it could be turned into a meal. I just like opening the fridge door and having a look. I blame my mother for this proclivity. She used to keep fun-sized chocolates upright in the little circular holes in the egg shelf, and I'd rearrange them so that the branding was all front-facing. It's not a high from which you recover easily. You'll always be chasing it. Nowadays, though, it's mostly a, pr a platonic stare. An appreciation that while I don't live in the Fortnum and Mason's hamper lifestyle, I do have enough plant-based cheese to last the week. But sometimes, something will catch my eye. Maybe I'll see a little plastic pot of salsa and think, Oh, salsa. Again, I'm not hungry. I'm merely entertaining the possibility, so I pick up the salsa and stare at the label to entertain the possibility a little more closely. The nutritional information is so small and my eyesight so dim that I really have to bring it up very close to my face. It's a good job I am not hungry, I think to myself, as my tongue leaves my mouth to sweat in the fridge-chilled air. Otherwise this pot of Tesco mild salsa wouldn't stand a chance. After a while like this, Stuart, my partner, will ask me what I'm looking for. This is gross and reductionist of him, and I am furious. 
What kind of simple world must you live in where someone staring into the fridge for two minutes means they're looking for something? Grow up, Stuart, I mutter inside my head. Do you want that salsa? My God, he's got such a baby mind. This ritual is so much more than he could ever comprehend. I finger my tongue back into my mouth and slam the salsa back on the shelf. As much as you can slam a plastic pot of salsa on a fridge shelf. No, I am not a greedy salsa pig, Stuart. Do you even know me? I shout. Then I run upstairs and nibble with righteous indignation on the block of vegan cheese that has found its way into my other hand. <laughs> this week, Stuart has gone away. And I've had time to focus on my relationship with the fridge. <laughs> my first stare into the fridge five seconds after he'd left. Get it out of your system, I thought to myself. One good long stare into that fridge and you'll be good for the week. The first thing I see are the vegan meal deal churros I'd bought from M&S Food Hall in one of the most decadent moments of my week. I still remember Stuart's reaction when I pulled them out of the bag. Churros? It was unspoken, but the implicit next words were a deafening, I've never seen you eat a churro. Who are the churros for? <laughs> I know, I replied, with a shrug that said, I don't even know, I'm a wacky shopper, churros of all things. Hopefully this shrug dispelled the idea that I'd invited over some sweet-toothed Mexicans for some how's your father during his absence. <laughs> but, Stu <laughs> but Stuart's gone now. It's just me and the churros. I don't want to eat the churros. But the best before date is today. And when Stuart gets back, he's going to ask me if I liked the churros. And if I say yes, he'll just look at the sky as though to say, well, I guess I'm dating a churro guy now. <laughs> I close the fridge door. I'm not enjoying this. Some moments later, and without a clear memory of how I got there, I'm staring into the fridge again. I had something I meant to do. Something in a different room. But here I am. I pull out the salad crisper and smile wryly to myself. Just as I thought, peppers and onions. I walk upstairs for a quick look in my secondary stair spot, the laundry basket. But I'm still smiling to myself. Peppers and onions indeed. I come back into the kitchen the next day, the fridge door's wide open. Oh dear, I think, my eyes dry from all the cold air and staring. There must have been a really good stare last night if I forgot to shut the door. I begin to push it too, but I check my watch and calculate I've got just enough time for a crafty stare at the Via Life cheese. Vile life is a clever combination of the words violent and wife, I say to myself in a funny voice, as a little joke for myself. Then I close the door and everything goes black. The alarm clock goes off at 8am, which means it's time to clean my teeth, have a shower and get dressed. But then it occurs to me it's been a while since I've stared into the fridge naked and felt that initial burst of visible chill steam weave through my chest hair like ghosts in an old mop. I notice I've got bread in my hands. I must have wanted toast at some point. I eat the bread unbuttered as I take in the very lazy chilies and aubergines. I remember downloading a recipe for ratatouille but I can't take it seriously since the film and now I'm stuck with two aubergines. A glint catches my eye. There's a condiment I don't recognise behind the clutter on the top shelf. I've got to leave soon. It's getting late to go back up to the bathroom for a shower. But I could squirt a bit of that mystery condiment on my hand and try and finger it between all my teeth. I reach into the fridge, knowing that this action is way outside the remit of my usual stare. Something else is going on here. Something new, something chaotic. I reach in, put my foot on the freezer door handle. Oh, nearly got it. I fold my arm around the Nando's Perinase, which isn't vegan, but you can only be so nice before it looks like you're pretending. My other foot slips into the bottom shelf between two tubs of microwave mash, which is my fault. 
bought it on an impulse and didn't phone home to ask if we had any. The top shelf lifts slightly as my torso slides in to fill the lion's share of the second shelf, and the door drifts slowly shut on me. As I understand it, you can't open a fridge door from the inside, so I don't try. Instead, I rearrange my body into a position where my body temperature won't melt the spread. I'm going to stay here until Stuart gets back. I'm going to listen to him come in, listen to him calling my name, and listen to the little moment of disappointment when he realises I'm not there to say hello. At some point, he'll open the fridge, and he'll look at me, naked and knitted through his food. And I'll say, look who's staring in the fridge now. And I'll have won the argument. I was trying to buy something on the internet. I was trying to be um, ecological. A dildo. A dildo on the internet. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. That's 20 points to Steve. He's won tonight's game show. Now, I did a tweet about this, so you so might have seen... I'm jealous that you said dildo, and I can't, <laughs> I've got nothing else to say. So, you got what? Sorry. No. I didn't... I, I did a tweet about this, so you might have already seen this. So, if you have, then you kind of have an idea of what's coming. Um, talk to you two mainly, just in case of spoils. But I didn't want to just buy something new. I've, I feel very ecologically weird you know with the whole world being you know motion to everything etc so i thought no i'm not gonna buy a new thing i'm gonna find a second hand one because i need this thing but it doesn't matter if it's all bashed up and used i just need a fucking dildo um (laughs) i needed to get like an ios device so i found an an ipod touch online and i thought okay that's a decent deal and i thought all right that's that's a bargain actually so i messaged the guy and he said 60 65 quid Messaged him and he's like, look, I was like, come pick it up tomorrow. He's like, tomorrow could do. You need to let me know when you come around. I've got to go across town to like drop something off uh, to somebody else. So I was like, all right, all right. Well, how about today? And he's like, great. Yeah, fine. Today. And I'm like, great. Could be within a couple of hours. And he's like, oh yeah, by the way, um, uh, I, have, I forgot to update it. It's a hundred pounds. And I thought, what? It's like, this doesn't happen. This isn't how... This isn't how haggling works. <laughs> this sounds very much like Joe's feature last week. <laughs> Were you actually buying this off Joe? <laughs> maybe. Maybe this is a long con. Uh, but, yeah, so I was like, this, I, no, well, kind of thought, no, I'm not, no. And and then I realised, I was like, oh, hang on, this is because I'd done my research and I was like, oh, mate, there's the difference between the six version of this and the seven version of this is purely aesthetic. They look like non-aesthetic at all they look identical so i thought maybe he looked at the prices for the sixth edition and actually it's a seventh edition one which is worth loads more money so maybe i just thought so i was like is it sixth or seventh edition he's like seventh and i'm like okay seventh seventh all right yeah fair enough that's a pretty fair deal and i was like look how about 95 okay deal great i'm on my way i'll hop on my bike hop on my little electrical bike and i get cycling it's a long way it's down like half an hour south of croydon so it's like you know, a good hour and a half on the bike to get there, basically. Um, get there and going through some really beautiful areas and very leafy, gigantic houses, posh cars. And I'm starting to get a sense. I'm like, all right, this is, you know, somebody, you know, doesn't care, whatever. Got all this iPod stuff knocking around, sell it, whatever. 
fair enough. And then I go through that and then I end up in a slightly more ropey area and then a pretty ropey area. And um, I get taken through to this sort of like housing estate and then I'm looking around and I can't find the door for this place. There's a couple of houses and there's a couple of doors and I'm looking for number 64 and the, end, the road seems to end on 63 and I'm just walking around in circles like a mug. So I get my phone out and I go on this and I go, right, you know, I just can't find your place. And I just get sent a photograph back of two cars. And this guy saying, are you in one of these cars? And I'm like, <laughs> I think, no, no, I'm not. And I say, nope, I'm on a bike. Almost immediately afterwards, I get a zoomed in photograph of me standing next to my bike. And he says, is this you? <laughs> and it's like... Oh my God, this I, feels like you're going to be fighting for your life in a futuristic internet game. <laughs> I, I, at this point, I find it quite funny. I'm just looking at it and I'm like, yeah, that's me. And then I'm like, and then I basically get a photograph again, very quickly. Um, this guy's saying, you're going the wrong way. This is the way. And then sends me a photograph, which is clearly taken from like some sort of like higher up area, second floor at least, looking down. And it's a photograph that then has like a line drawn on it. Like, as in, like, you know, like, telling me how to get from where I was to where they are. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I'm kind of like, blown away. He's because... taking it from, like, a drone, and he's, yeah, that's he's updating your it. map coordinates in, a, in an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, it's the speed of it. It was immediate. Like, all these photo messages just coming through, and then a photograph with, like, literally a drawing on top of it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is, like, immediate feedback. Anyway, I, I, I've my phone battery is like nearly dead, and I, I vaguely know where I am now, but I know I need to get back to Croydon at least to be able to get back home without not knowing where I was going. So I'm like, right, my phone battery is super low. Uh, I've got the screen set to like zero brightness, so I'm trying to scan this like semi-vertical picture to try and work out which way I'm going. And I'm thinking this is ridiculous, and I'm just like, look, can you just can you just come outside and meet me? Like you can see me. <laughs> Like yeah. <laughs> you have direct line of sight. Yeah, and it's like if you I'm had buying a long enough length of fishing wire. You could, the iPhone could repel its way down to me. It's not even an iPhone. It's an iPod Touch. So it's like it's like it's like the size of a calculator. It's like a wafer. I'm thinking you just yeah you could chuck it out the window. It'd probably like float. Um, so yeah, I'm like, look, can you just like if you can see me, can you just come out and meet me wherever you are? Because I can't find where, where your house is. I can't leave this building because I am a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm just standing there. And I'm just standing and standing and standing. And I'm waiting there for probably about five minutes. And I see like kind of a guy walking towards me. And I'm thinking, is this the guy? He's kind of looking over. Da, da, da. But he's sort of like looking over, but then walks past me. And I'm like, what's, what's going on with this? Okay, no, that's nothing. And then I see this woman coming out. Um... Um, and I kind of, I kind of go to move my bike out of the way, um, uh, so she can get out of onto the road. And then I realised that the small boy behind the woman is uh, the man I'm buying the iPod Touch off of. <laughs> and it's basically at this point that I realise I've been talking to a twelve-year-old, probably. <gasps> 
Um, they're about like you know not even five <laughs> feet like, tall I'm not letting you meet another man off the internet on your own I'm going to have to chaperone you son he's <laughs> <laughs> like the super gone from being this super chat and saying thank you brother yes absolutely haggling like an absolute little bastard like and doing all this stuff to then like standing very quietly behind his mum as she comes out with this phone in her hand and is saying oh okay so yeah and I'm just there like okay right okay um, so I'm sort of trying to say to the mum I'm like look i i i didn't i didn't really know i was buying this off a child like is this okay sort of thing is this this okay and she's like and how much he's like she's like oh he's selling it apparently um how much is he giving you for it and he says like 100 pounds and i'm like well hang on (laughs) actually 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 we did agree on 95 so We do this, and then... Did, did he um, start crying? It's like, Mummy, the man's trying to mug me. <laughs> there was there was a slight element of the mum being like, oh, we got you for this for your birthday a couple of years ago. Do you not want it, she, sort of thing. She didn't even know that he was selling it. No. Like, and I'm just there like, is this... I'm like, are you sure this is okay, sort of thing? Are you sure this is okay? It's engraved with a message from your dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to sand that off, to be honest. Um... <laughs> Anyway, it's kind of awkward, but kind of funny. And I, you know, I take the thing, I give the cash, vice versa. Um, No, give them the cash, take the thing. That's how transactions work. And then I just think, right, this is dumb. Let's get off. And then I'm actually, I'm cycling away. And then I think about like 50 meters, 100 meters down the road. I think, actually, hang on. Like, I should probably just like check some stuff. So I get it out of my pocket. First of all, hasn't given me like the key code to get into it. So it's like, I I had to message him for that. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 gives me that. Then I go onto the about page and I check the thing and it's not a seventh edition. It's a sixth edition. And the reason I need this is to keep up date with an app. I'm not being like, I don't care about this shit, but it's like basically the difference between a seventh and a sixth is like another two years of usage basically. Mm. So I'm like, "Mm," and I'm thinking that's like for what I've got now, that's a pretty bad deal. Like they go for like, 50 quid second hand and i'm thinking like it would be a bit that bashed up it's just he's just mugged you he's just in front me. of his mum in front of his mum which is i mean i'm 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 kind of impressed but then i say look he's like sorry i forgot the password anyway and i was like look sorry actually i'm gonna have to come back i reckon the mum was selling it to you and she was using the child as a distraction to make sure you didn't you were too uncomfortable to check all the details of the iPod Touch. Nah, I could tell because I thought I've it's got... like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. The woman was the clever one. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt like I didn't want to press the nuclear button here, but I felt like I had now. I kind of had him in a bad position. So I'm going to come back and I'm going to kick the shit out of your mum. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me when you want to stop, because I will only stop when you make good. <laughs> Steve, we've been doing this podcast for how many years, and you still insist on using my catchphrase (laughs) just have some fucking respect uh no i thought i was like well look i I literally know where you live because i've got your address to come pick it up from and like if you don't texted i know where you live to a 12 year old boy (laughs) no i didn't steve i this was in my head i just thought look i was like should i just ignore this should i just leave should i just accept that i've been scammed by a child and i was like no we're going to go back and he's going to sort it out because otherwise you're going to have to knock on his door and awkwardly say to his mum. But yeah, so I was basically saying, look, I'm going to come back. 
you know, and I was like, look, we can either do this. You can either sell it me for 65. <laughs> the easy way or the hard, or the hard way. way. <laughs> I've got my mum gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my special optometrist gloves on. Uh, and uh, yeah, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But then immediately starts trying to haggle. He's like, yeah, they're 200 pounds online. Like, I did you a good deal. Like, da, da, da. and just haggling back and forth until the end. I'm like, look, all right, like. So I'm like, look, 75 or a 75. And he's like, okay, okay, yeah, good, good. And it's like, <sighs> so then I go back and have to wait like another 10 minutes for his mum. And it just his mum comes out this time holding a 20 pound note and looking very confused. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> and then I have to be like, do you know what's going on now? And she's like, not really, no. And I'm like, oh God, it's like having to basically explain to her. And on the one hand being like, this is awkward for me having to explain this. But on the other hand being like, what is going on? Like that, you you don't know what's happening, but you're basically like handing over money, handling to a money to a stranger for your child, and you're like happy to just be like, I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of sad. She was like, oh, it was quite expensive when we got it, and I was like, I had to honestly say, I was like, yeah, like it might have been, but actually, in terms of the rates today, like he's got a really good deal on it. Like it's this thing of like wanting to make clear, it's like we don't have to do this if you don't want to, but I don't want you to think I'm ripping off your child because he's definitely still slightly ripping me off. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't let him know that I'd cycle for an hour and a half. Otherwise, I feel like he would have just had me. Like he would have fucked me. He would have just been like, <sighs> it's gonna be eighty, mate. But then, yeah, afterwards, I was kind of had some respect because I was like, he's done such a good job of like basically hustling here and being one of the most horrendous hagglers I've like really in terms of horrible to haggle with I've ever come across the best haggling tactic is to just make no sense you can't it's like the um North Korean nuclear tactic it's like you can't negotiate with an irrational actor like you can't if someone's haggling and they're just saying stupid numbers all the time, you can't try and bring them down from 100 because they keep going up by five pounds every time you say something. <laughs> and just saying blatantly untrue things, you're either, what, what are you going to do? Call them a liar or just decide whether you want to interact at all? Yeah, I guess kids are particularly bad for that, just being kids. But um, I kind of had some respect and I thought, you know, if you can keep this up, uh, then you'll probably go a really long way. And I was like, yeah, I was like, try and keep your eyes on the details more, but you've got a good haggler. And he's like, thanks. Uh, this was me messaging him after I'd gone back. I got the phone. He was like, sorry about that. Sort of now. And I was leaving and I was like, he was like, thanks. He's like, I'm going to run my own company on Amazon and I'm making quite a lot of money from Bitcoin, smiley face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's just this thing of being like, oh, Jesus Christ. And that kid's name? Jeffrey Bezos. Alan Sugar. <laughs> Alan Sugar. <laughs> I'm going to listen back to both of those names, decide which one's funnier, and just edit that one in. Podcasts. <laughs> I like a regular feature. You like a regular feature too. Regular, regular feature too. Malfunction. Malfunction. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We hope you enjoyed the podcast so much that you go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by supporting us. Pledge an amount of your choosing and in return you will get your very own B-name. That's right, every new patron and patrons who increase their pledges, they get B-names, boys. And are you ready to dole out some Grade A B's to these new P's. <laughs> P's for peoples, yes. Nice, nice. Please give a B name. 
to Matthew Webb. Be Booberella McFinn. Wow. I mean, you had Webb there. You could have just put a bee caught in a web. <laughs> that would have made like, more sense. No. Be <laughs> Booberella. What was it again? Be Booberella. Be Booberella McFinn. <laughs> oh, he's an Irish bee. I like yeah, it. Yeah, nice. Please give a bee name to Claude Lynch. Be yourself up by your bee straps. <laughs> I love these Matt B names. Yeah, this is great. He's straight in there. Be, your, be yourself. Be oh, yourself. By your B straps. By your B straps. Yeah. yeah, nice. And finally, please give one last B name to Stuart Adair. Adair, you're to suck off that bee stinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to basics. I love it. <laughs> I was, I no, was, also- my mind meant, went immediately to Stuart, I dare you be a bee. <laughs> I dare you be a bee in the hive with me tonight. <laughs> Romantic dinner for two in the hive tonight. Be there or be square. And by be square, I mean, let's be together forever. I love you. <laughs> be there if you'd be like your own bee name, go to <laughs> patreon.com and help us out. Or just keep on listening. We love, love, love to have your ears wrapped around our voices. We'll be back next week with another episode. Good night. Good night, you. Yes, you. And you. But not you. (laughs) No, yes, you too. You too. Regular Ficero.